The following episode has been recorded in front of a live studio audience, which included two cats, five Barbie dolls, one miniature schnauzer, and eight tiny reindeer. I'm Groot. Uh-huh. I'm Groot. No! That's a really bad sign. Well, hello there and welcome everybody. What is going on United States? What's up North America? Hello to the world. This is the Joel Mahalik Show and I am Joel Mahalik. So check it out. I must be in the right place. I appreciate you all being here. Happy Sunday. And hopefully you're having a great week and a great weekend. I've been working all weekend so I can't say the same but I do wish that you guys are getting some relaxation now that spring is out, right? And the pollen. So you might hear me. I'm a little clogged up. It doesn't usually bother me. Pollen. I don't usually have pollen allergies. But the pollen is so bad this year that I think it's affecting me a little bit. So I'm a little nasally, but that's okay. It makes me sound really, really cool. But anyway, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. Check out my webpage at joelmahalik.com. That's joelmahalik.com. That's where everything's going on. That's where you can get to everything past, present, and future. That's where everything is happening. Uh, You can also follow me on Facebook. I hope that you do. I would hope that you will. At JM Talk and on Twitter at WQYB Radio, all the various places you can stay in touch with me and reach out to me. So, there you have it. First and foremost, today is Mother's Day, so I want to wish all the mothers out there a very happy Mother's Day. Hopefully, you are being pampered and taken care of by your loved ones and your children and your families because that's what this day is all about. And I looked into it a little bit because I was like, do we know, what do we know about Mother's Day? Other than we celebrate it every second Sunday in May here in the United States. And with a little bit of research, very little, <laughs> as a matter of fact, extremely little, it's amazing. It's it's celebrated pretty much all year long. No, not, not all year long, but the dates... For different countries and what day that they celebrate their version of Mother's Day. It's insane. It's it's like somewhere, almost the whole year round, somewhere in, in the world, on this globe. <laughs> and globe, that's going to be a funny word for later in the show. Hint, hint. Spoiler alert. But it's celebrated 
all different dates in different countries all around the world. Which I found to be interesting. I think it's great that all the countries do it. I think the, the matriarch of the family is such an important position that I think that she uh, deserves to be honored by the family. And it's just amazing. I mean, it's just March, uh, April, I see May, July, August, November, December. So depending on where you're, where you're at, different countries, uh, you know, celebrating. But the second Sunday of May seems to be the most popular. A lot of countries have taken what we're doing and doing it the second Sunday of May. But it amazes me how scattered throughout the calendar, different countries have their Mother Day celebr- Mother's, uh, Mother's Day celebration. So happy Mother's Day to all you mothers. So there you have that. And what was interesting is, you know, here on the program, I follow a particular website that tells me what days were celebrating of the year. And it's a very concise calendar, but what really throws me about it, folks, is I got to tell you this. It, today, it does not list Mother's Day. And this website is very particular to the calendar for the year. And Mother's Day doesn't appear on today's calendar, which is weird. But I, I, but let's briefly let's briefly talk about some of the other things. On the calendar for today, it's Top Gun Day, celebrating from the 1986 movie Top Gun. So they celebrate that every May 13th. Isn't that wonderful? Frog Jumping Day. Now this is interesting that it's Frog Jumping Day because on Thursday night, I was doing some work out in the backyard and there was this huge toad, huge toad, hopping around the backyard as I was trying to do my... My work out there, luckily, our precious Molly wasn't out there with me because she just loves to chase frogs. But Frog Jumping Day um, gets its own day every May 13th. So, what a really mysterious name for a day. Why do we have a Frog Jumping Day? I mean, who? I've asked this before. Who thinks of these days? I don't know. It's Leprechaun Day every May 13th. Strange. Why would that not be in March? St. Patty's Day, everyone dresses up like a leprechaun. But did you know that the leprechaun day is May 13th? I did not know that, but now I do. And also I want to point out that it's International Hummus Day. Uh, And as you may or may not know, hummus is a Levantine and Egyptian food dip. And it is made from cooked mashed chickpeas, or any other bean. You can actually make hummus with other types of beans. Or maybe even blended. Uh, And it's uh, also made with tahini, olive oil, lemon juice, salt, garlic, and of course, any other flavors that you want to put in it. And it's really good when you make it homemade. And it's also really good. Like, I don't really have... I have not found a, a terrible brand in the supermarket, so... And it amazes me how I know people who like chickpeas, but then they don't like hummus. And I, I don't understand that. It's like the people that like tomato sauce, but don't like tomatoes. 
or weirder weirdos like me. I don't like watermelon, but I like watermelon flavored products. So, uh, I, so I am part of that problem, I suppose, is, is, is basically what it comes down to. What I'm saying is I'm part of that problem too. But that is the days that are celebrated today, other than the most important of days today, uh, Mother's Day. So, um, there's that. There's That covers uh, the days of the year. What is going on tonight on the program? Uh, talk about some weird news and things that I found out. Uh, also, a very interesting um, topic tonight. Uh, I'm sort I'm, I, I, I'm excited to get to it, and it, it's going to cover a good part uh, uh, of the last third or more of the program. I want to talk about flat Earth theory, uh, not because I'm going to sell you on it, because I'm not. But we have to talk about flat earthers. I have to talk about flat earthers, and you're going to have to listen. I I I don't understand what's wrong with these people. Uh, they do need help. And so we're going to talk about that. That's really the big thing tonight on the show that we're going to talk about. But uh, and in between that, we're just we're just going to be here and we're just going to converse. I'm going to I'm going to talk because it's a talk show, and that's what we're going to talk about. But a big part of it coming up later on is flat earthers. And I want to tell everybody, remind you, if this is the first time you're listening to the show, we have this thing later on on the program called the Wombat of the Week. We do it every single week. And here's how I need your help. I need your help. I am urging you to help me. Help me help you help me. Because you can send in your news stories of stupid people doing stupid things. And we call them Wombats. Wombat of the Week. And I need you to send that to me to wombat at joelmaholic.com. Or you can send it to me at joelmaholicradio at gmail.com. I need those submissions. That's your chance to get involved with the program in its current state. So do that for me, please. And then if you are a first-time listener tonight, welcome. First of all, first and foremost, welcome. Second and second most. Is that is that, is that how you, is that how you would say that? Second and second most? I don't know. Uh, I, folks, I'm making a lot of this up as I go along. Um, thank you for being here. Second and second verse. Thank you for being here. Thanks for stumbling upon the program and checking it out. And uh, I've, I've been getting quite a bit of, of great comments about the program. Uh, it, interesting enough, if you've been listening to the show since the beginning, you know that on uh, one of the uh, first two shows or something, somewhere right around the beginning, my wife, Sharon, joined me on the program, and uh, I, I got a really uh, nice compliment about that uh, by a new listener who listened to one episode and then went back and, like, killed a whole bunch of episodes uh, because he was, you know, he really liked it and uh, had asked me about who that woman was. So uh, that was really cool. That was the lovely Sharon. So we definitely thank him for tuning in. We thank you for tuning in and being here. But think about it. Think about all the news out there that's available. And I know because I comb through a lot of it. Of stupid people doing stupid things. And I, I cannot see all of it in one week's time. That really is the problem. So that's why I need your help by sending me in submissions. So there 
you have it. I heard this week, I'm driving home from work one day this week. Excuse me, I'm going to take a little bit of a drink. And I heard this blurb on the radio that scientists are trying to teach spiders how to jump. Let me say that again for all my fellow arachnophobes. Scientists are trying, are, are, are studying to try and teach spiders how to jump. So when I think about this, my first thought here is, why? My second thought is, what the hell is wrong with you? And my third thought is, please don't let me find out who these scientists are. What is the purpose of trying to teach spiders how to jump? What purpose can that possibly serve in today's society? I don't have an answer for that. I can't even think of an answer. I can't think of one reason why anybody would want a spider jumping. There are spiders that jump. But why would you want to make a spider jump? Uh, There's no practical reason in my mind. There's no scientific reason in my mind. I cannot stand spiders. Cannot be near them. Okay, I usually, I, I leave them alone. Some, some of them, I forget what kind they are. A lot of people tell me this, that the ones that make the really beautiful webs in the corner of your outside eaves, you know, um, they're good one. I don't usually bother them. They stay in their web. Their web stays away from my face. And they're probably running some sort of insect control. So... Uh, they don't bother me as much as like the ones that, uh, first of all, are running webs like from the banister of my back deck over to the shed. So when I'm walking Molly at night and I walk into, I get a face full of web, you know, and then all of a sudden I'm 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 the Karate Kid and really bad at it and jumping all over the place and you know, trust me, thank God it's dark when it happens most times because you don't want to see that. Okay, the other ones I don't like are the ones that, uh, again, I'll be walking Molly and I'll go down to the park area here in the development to walk Molly. And on some days, you see these giant spiders. Okay, and they're just like bebopping down a thread of silk out of a tree in front of me. Like, listen, man, we don't need to exchange good mornings in the morning. Okay, so you can just climb your ass back up there and hang out on a branch and stay away from me. You know, I don't need to have any kind of interaction with you before, during, or after I've had coffee. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. There is no option there where we're going to get along and, and talk and hang out because you come sailing out of a tree. You know, I, I just don't have any need for spiders personally. So personally... And I may be offending some people out there, but personally, I don't see the need to scientifically study and and try to teach a spider how to jump. 
I just don't see it. I don't see a need for it. But scientists, from what I understand, are trying to do this. And I mean, is this grant money? Which is kind of like having, it's our tax money, right? We pay our taxes, and then, of course, people write grants to the government, and they want money from the government to study different things. And, and is the government paying grant money to scientists so they can teach spiders how to jump? I mean, folks, it's a good thing this isn't a Facebook Live, because I'm like, I'm skeeving just talking about this. I want you to know that, and I'm itching, I'm scratching my head, and I'm going a little nutsoid here. But I'm taking those risks of being skeeved out because I want to bring this valuable information to your doorstep. I want to bring it to your ears. Because you need to know that. So if you're walking down the street in the near future and spiders start jumping out at you, that's when you thank these scientists. That's kind of why I want to know who they are. So I know who to thank when it happens. That's all I'm talking about. That's all. That's the reason I want to know. But that's insane. I would. I. I would say. If if one of those scientists are listening to this show, to this broadcast, if by some chance a miracle that they have tuned in sometime in the future, I would like to say, stop. Please stop. They had a chance, I can tell you right now. They were in the running for Wombat of the Week. They were. They got pushed out, but they were... They are a close second. They were a close second. Okay, so, uh, listen, coming up after the break... um, I, I, I have something I want to talk about as far as um, um, uh, wildlife cruelty. And I'm sorry for the people that are really in the wildlife. I am too. But I, I, I want to mention it. That's what we're doing here. We're informing the public. And I have some thoughts on punishment. I have some thoughts on the new type of punishment that I want to lay out for you guys. And then you can, you know, uh, talk to me on Facebook and through email and whatnot and let me know what you think about it. So uh, that's what's coming up. And then, of course, later on, like I said, we are diving into the flat earth theory and flat earthers. We have to do it. I, I, I cannot turn my back on this anymore. I've been dealing with this for a while on Facebook and on social media and news websites and I'm going to bring it to the forefront tonight. We're going to talk about it. I have to. Um, hopefully you will enjoy it. Uh, I feel like I'm going to enjoy bringing <laughs> the, the flat earth stuff to you. So that's what I'm hoping for. And uh, we're going to do all that. We're going to be kicking it into gear and continuing on the mission tonight. Just as soon as I get back from this quick message. So I use my computer every day. I'm not even sure how I get along without it. But I wasn't prepared for a virus. A Trojan, they called it. One night I'm cruising along, and the next night I can't do anything. I was afraid it was going to cost me a fortune. Boy, was I surprised. They had me back up and running the same day I called them. I really like PC Tech Rescue. And you know what? My wallet likes them too. Are you troubled by computer problems? PC Tech Rescue should be your very next call. 
Whether the problem is viruses, hardware, software, or any other issue, they can diagnose your problem and have you back up and running fast. With more than 25 years of industry experience, you can be sure you are getting dependable and affordable service. Call today, 484-429-6061, or email us at pctechrescue at gmail.com. Welcome back to the program, friends, and thanks for joining me. It's the Joel Mahalik Show here at joelmahalik.com, and that's the website, joelmahalik.com. Come on by, check it out, check out all the offerings and news and uh, all the different places to go. Follow me on Facebook at JM Talk, and follow me at Twitter at WQYB Radio. WQYB Radio, that's where we're at on Twitter. So, uh, welcome back. Or if you're just jumping in on the broadcast, welcome in. Either way, hey, listen, you know, it's it's almost the middle of May, practically the middle of May. You know, Memorial Day weekend is coming up soon, which is the unofficial start of summer because that's when summer vacations and summer weekends and trips and things all happen. I got a beach tip for you, okay? A really good beach tip. If you're heading to the beach, okay, I have a way for you to protect your valuables. Get a diaper, a clean diaper, okay? So if you know somebody who's got a baby, borrow a diaper. Take the diaper, okay? Put all your valuables in it because you're going to get down to the water or whatever. Put your valuables in it, your watches, your jewelry, whatever, your glasses. And then what you do is you roll it up to make it look used, tape it up, sit it on your blanket, and voila! Never have anything stolen from the beach again. Okay, so it's the diaper trick. Wrap it all up in a diaper, make it look like it's used and full of doo-doo. And <laughs> no one will interrupt your stuff. Uh, again, I guess there's a I guess there's a downside because what if somebody goes, ew, and picks it up and throws it away? I mean, listen, I don't walk among the beach looking for dirty diapers to pick up and throw away for people. So I don't think that's the case. I don't think that's going to happen. Nothing to worry about here, folks. Mm. Okay. Where were we going to go? All right. So, this happened this past week in Carroll County, Maryland. A deputy with the Carroll County Sheriff's Office fatally, fatally shot a groundhog in Eldersburg this past Sunday, a week ago today. In an incident captured on video that has been widely shared on social media. A deputy um, fatally shot this groundhog. I watched the video. I didn't want to watch the video, but I did. And so if you watch the video, it looks like the officer uh, you know, basically has, has traffic blocked on this road. And it looks like he's doing everything he can to uh, safely get the groundhog across the street. 
across the road. And then, of course, after it does get across the road, he he shoots it twice. And I'm a little, a little dumbfounded at why he found himself having to do that. But moving on with the story, this is how it's explained in the story. Uh, the deputy stopped when he observed the groundhog acting oddly. Um, I did not know that wildlife acted oddly. I thought wildlife just did what they did. Um, it does not appear that it had bitten anyone. At that point, and this is according to the department spokesman, Corporal John Light, and it was unclear whether the groundhog was rabid. So in a statement, the sheriff's office said that the deputy stopped when, in the, uh, when the animal on the road was causing vehicles to stop and creating a hazard. Uh, which is interesting because how many times am I driving around and I see uh, groundhogs that were hit uh, because they were in the road? And I, I mean, I feel bad about that, but it, it's something that happens. Which is makes this a little... It, it makes this story a little harder for me to swallow when I see... You see deer, squirrels, groundhogs. I mean, you know, you see them all the time hit because they're out in the road. But So he stops because the groundhog was apparently making a scene in traffic and, and, and stalling traffic. Um, the deputy then got out of his vehicle, tried to direct the groundhog off the road, and realized that it was not responding as expected for an animal that was not being cornered or trapped. He realized that it was not responding as expected. Believing the groundhog to be either sick or injured, the deputy then put the animal down for the public's safety. Uh, so, uh, Justina Olkosa, I'm sorry, Olkowska, and I probably ruined that, but I share your pain, ma'am, because my name is trashed every day. Uh, she saw the encounter while driving. She put a, uh, a video of it up on Facebook. It has, as of Wednesday, had 37,000 views. Um, she says that it started out as a cute encounter where she thought he was trying to help the little fella. Obviously, I did not think it would take a turn for the dark. Um, when it's happened, I, you know, so as I said, I watched the video. I wish I had not, but I, I, I did. And yeah, I, I read this story several times that I obviously, I truncated for you just to give you the bullet points of the story, but I read it a couple of times and I, you know, to me, I guess from reading and rereading the story, to me, it, it sounds like um, uh, the department was making it sound like it was so necessary for the animal to be put down. Uh, you know, I watched the video, though, and I know a lot of people didn't. I know there's a lot of people that didn't want watch it. They didn't want to watch it. They weren't going to watch it. They were disgusted by the thought of it. I get that, and um, so, but when I watched it, I mean, he, you know, he, he got him across the road. I mean, from that point, leave him alone. I don't understand what the point was of, of taking this any further. I don't, I don't understand the point 
of him stomping. And I don't know what kind of town that is where, you know, um, where a groundhog made such a ruckus on the roadways. I mean, a groundhog is this big, and I pass steer quite often uh, on a back road here in our area uh, all the time, and, 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 and they're this big. So I, I, I'm, I'm confused by it. And I guess, you know, so one of my concerns becomes, and this is from watching the video. It's not like he went around and, you know, said, you may not want to watch this, you may not want to watch this, this is what I'm going to do. I mean, he helped it across the road. This is, now this is just from me viewing the video. He helps the groundhog across the road, okay, okay, with a little tr couple trial and tribulations, but hey, I'm, I'm, I'm a wildlife creature and I can't figure out what you're trying to do. So yes, it did take a couple minutes for him to get it across the road. And then he gets it gets across the road and then he shoots it. That's how I viewed the video. Plain and simple. He didn't talk to people. He had traffic stop both sides of the road. He didn't talk to anyone, advise anybody what he was doing. He pulled out his service uh, pistol, got down on one knee, and shot it. Imagine the horror if you were to see that. Not to mention, you know, is it very safe to just pull your service revolver, <laughs> your service pistol, out in the open like that? Uh, you know, when the, the situation really call for that? I don't know. Not from the way I viewed the video. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. This is just my opinion. And once upon a time in this country, you could have an opinion without offending people. So it's just my opinion from watching the video. To me, reading the story, watching the video, they don't add up. There's something there's something wrong here. And then of course, so my next concern is is it safe to have this officer on the force? Is it safe to have this guy with a gun? Again, I would I would just think that he would like try to tell the immediate people around him. I don't re I don't recall, and I, obviously I can't watch the video right now, but I can't recall if he even looked around before he shot. I just, I feel like he just pulled it, got down, blam, got up, holstered it, because then he took it out again to shoot it a second time, because the first time he shot the animal, you know, it was kind of like wigging out. And I forget how they put it in a story. Uh, they talked about that in the story, I think, the second time. Um... The second time he had to shoot him, I thought I saw that in the story. It, it, that seemed to be worked as well. Um, that's, that's, uh, I think. Uh, it shows W stepping towards a groundhog, which doesn't back away. Then he slowly backs into the next lane of traffic, and the groundhog runs towards the deputy. I, I, I saw that. He ran sort of towards him. The deputy easily got out of his way. Deputy then pulls his gun, gets down on one knee, shoots the groundhog once. Groundhog continues to roll around. And the deputy then gets down on one knee again and shoots the groundhog a second time before walking back to his patrol car. A, a little too nonchalant for me uh, as far as the process of him, of him doing that. And I have some concerns about it. That's all I'm saying. I have some concerns about it. Do you? Let me know if you have any concerns about this. I'm not saying this is a bad cop story. I'm saying there's something weird about this.
It was a groundhog. You chased him over to the other shoulder of the road. He may have just gone off on his own. So, I, I don't know. I just kind of feel like the story is trying to make some sort of ex, uh, public safety excuse about it. I just don't know if that was warranted. I, I, I don't know. What's next? Are we going are we, are we to have police officers just, just, just shooting flies and bumblebees because they're flying around? It's a public hazard. That thing could have stung you. I'll just blow it out of the air. I don't, you know, I don't know. I know that I'm getting corny about it now, but, you know, that's my thought process. So since we're talking about uh, law, law enforcement, let's segue right into this new method for dealing with criminals. And I'm talking about the criminals that commit such heinous crimes that you say to yourself, as I find myself saying a lot of times, why is this person breathing the same air as me? When you commit a crime so bad that I say that, I'm talking about, um, to me, that is support for the death penalty. So here's my thought. I have this whole new thought. And uh, it's actually, I got the idea from uh, a, a show on Netflix called The 100. If you've, if you've, never, if you've never seen it, uh, this is, hopefully this shouldn't be a spoiler, but the way they dealt with criminals is, you know, they floated them. You know, th- this takes place on a, on a space station, partly. And uh, criminals who, uh, you know, violated, you know, committed crimes or, you know, prison overcrowded, you know, broke the trust of their release or whatever, they floated them. They would actually take them up to the, to a doorway in the space station, open it up, and they would get pushed out into space. They're just, you know, there you go. There's your punishment. Well, I came up with an idea. I mean, we don't have space stations floating all over the place that we can send people to, although I... Sometimes I say we need to just start sending criminals to another planet. But this idea is even better. You remember the guy, I can't think of his name right now. I should have looked it up before the show and I didn't. I am so sorry. When this happens, I feel like I'm misinforming you. But there was uh, Bumgartner. I think his name was Bumgartner. Where he did that space jump, right? Where he... Got in that capsule and a balloon pulled him up into the stratosphere. And then he jumped off, parachuted, well, you know, free fell down and then parachuted at a certain point, but back to Earth, right? If you've never seen this happen, please check it out on YouTube. It is worth every minute of watching it. But anyway, and not that I would ever do that, but here's my thought process. We take the criminals that have done... Uh, really bad things, murder, rape, child uh, molesters, you know, the, 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 the worst of the worst. Let's take them and lock them into uh, a capsule. Now, Baumgartner's capsule was had no door. It was open. And it was just, I mean, it was only big enough for his chair. And that's what I'm talking about. Just a little pod... You sit them in a chair, no door, handcuff them to it. Chains and straps and everything. Balloon, hot air balloon, whatever, whatever it was he used, and just cut the ropes and let it float up. See you, bye. Is that not a perfect idea? 
I mean, you know, if you know me, you know that I'm always saying we are not strong enough on crime. We'd have less crime if people were punished accordingly. But we allow the lawyers in this country to get people off too easily. There's always loopholes, legal loopholes, and and you name it. There are ways that they do it because it happens all the time. Murderers and rapists are always getting reduced time or getting uh, out of their crime on a technicality or some sort of backdoor or some sort of loophole. And that's got to stop. Crime will naturally diminish when you start floating people up into the stratosphere and beyond because they'll just keep going until that balloon pops, deflates, whatever. And by that point, <laughs> there's no parachute. If you're coming back down, if you've made it past the ozone, you're going to burn up in the ozone. And if you didn't make it past the ozone, well, you know, you'll be dead before you hit the ground. I, it, it, it's a good idea. And I don't care. I don't care if you make the pods out of pallet wood. This does not have to be a multi-billion dollar industry. Make the pods out of canvas. I don't care. But it's an idea. It's an idea so we're not overcrowded in prison. Because you know what else goes on when you put people in prison? You know, you put these mass murderers in prison for 30 years. You put them on death row. They sit on death row for like a lifetime. That's costing you and me money. It's costing the taxpayers money to feed and house them and their medical benefits. I mean, these prisoners get better benefits than us. So that's my idea, folks. What do you think of it? What do you think? Is it a good idea? I don't know. I think it is. I think we need some great ideas. We need to up the game when it comes to crime and punishment, particularly punishment. So people start getting the idea of how we feel. That's all I'm saying. And I think that, you know, I think that solution works. I think there's other people out there that probably have good solutions. I think we have to get a little evil on evil. We have to get evil on evil. Hashtag evil on evil. Let's make it work. Come up with ideas and hashtag it evil on evil. All right. Wow, I can't even believe this part of the show has just flown right by. When we come back, we're getting into that flat earth thing. I promise you, we're going to have some fun with it. But first, I've got to take 90 seconds so I can sip some of that tea over there, clear my throat, and I'll be back right after this. This message is for all of you sitting in the passenger seat. And apologies if it gets a little uncomfortable. But how does it feel to be at the mercy of someone who thinks a random text is more important than your life? Someone who takes their eyes off the road while speeding along in a three-ton hunk of steel. Freaky, right? Well, why not just ask them to stop? Or better yet, volunteer to text for them. It might be a little awkward, but believe me, you'll live. Learn more at StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Broadcasting from a crummy little studio in Baltimore, Maryland. This is Reality One Radio. You see why we need your donations?
Thank you, thank you, thank you for being back here with me on the Joel Mahalik Show. I'm Joel Mahalik saying welcome back or welcome if you just stopped in. Uh, JoelMahalik.com, that's the website. Facebook is JM Talk and Twitter is WQYB Radio. That's how you get a hold of me. Thanks for being here. Uh, as I promised, we're going to go over this flat earth thing. Flat earthers, flat earth theory, flat earth whatever. This is crazy. And I, I, I hope I can push through this. Because the allergies are really kicking my ass tonight. And I feel like my voice is right now opening the door of the studio and trying to leave without me. So let's hope I get through this. Uh, absolutely, I, I, what I felt like was going to be the most interesting part of the show. Do you know what a flat earther is? Do you? A flat earther is, uh, that, that, it just sounds weird, but a flat earther is a person or group of people who believe that the earth is flat and not round. Okay? Did you get that? They believe that the earth is flat and not round. And they have all these different uh, theories. And I, I say theories because uh, I, I don't believe that they have any scientific proof whatsoever um, to support their claims. But, but, but they have these theories and they spew them out to us, mostly on social media, um, the Flat Earth Society, um, the individuals who promote the idea that the Earth is flat rather than being a, a sphere. Now, these groups uh, date back to about the middle of the 20th century, so somewhere around the 60s, I think, 1960s, and it just amazes me. I recently saw a map, their most recent map for marketing, uh, and it shows the Earth as a round, flat disk, and the North Pole is in the center, and then the edge of the world is Antarctica. So it, it's like this ice edge. And... I I don't know if you've seen this stuff on, on social media. The people who believe in flat earth, they're posting things. I saw this video of this kid, teenager, and he was expressing his reasoning why the earth is flat. And he had a glass of water and he had a, um, oh, was it a, uh, a soccer ball or... Oh, some sort of some sort of sports ball, and he takes the water and he says, "Watch what happens when I pour water, such as rain falling on the planet, over on the planet." And he pours it over, and it's of course running down and around and you know, off the ball. And he says, "Now watch what happens when I put it on this plate." And of course, it stay it pulls on the plate because you know, and that's that's why he says the Earth is flat because. The rain causes floods and puddles and things like that. And that's because flat earthers don't believe in gravity. Okay? So, um, they have all these different theories, non-scientifically proven theories. And 
a news story came out in the last week or two based on a post from the Flat Earth Society website that from last year, last October, well, I say last year, um, just in October of 2017. So it is last year, but not a year ago. And the post has since been taken down. However, uh, <laughs> the post has been captured for posterity's sake. As I've said before, nothing you put on social media and the internet is ever gone when you take it down. Remember that. Live it. Okay, I, I, <laughs> this segment, I'll be drinking more and more. Okay, so my intent is to read you this post in case you you can't find it and haven't seen it. This post is from the Flat Earth Society. Facebook. Australia is not real. It's a hoax made for us to believe that Britain moved over their criminals to some place. In reality, all these criminals were loaded off the ships into the waters drowning before they could see land ever again. It's a cover-up for one of the greatest mass murders in history, made by one of the most prominent empires. Now, mind you, I'm reading this right off the thing, so please, if you hear some grammatical inconsistencies, uh, it, it's not me stuttering over the words. Another reason why I'm reading it slow, because when I read this, I'm like, I'm, I, I can't read this at normal speed. Australia does not exist. All things you call proof, quote unquote, are actually well-fabricated lies and documents made by the leading governments of the world. Your Australian friends, they're all actors and computer-generated personas, part of the plot to trick the world. If you think you've ever been to Australia, you're terribly wrong. The plane pilots are all in on this and have, in all actuality, only flown you to islands close nearby or, in some cases, parts of South America, where they have cleared space and hired actors to act out as real Australians. Australia is one of the biggest hoaxes ever created, and you have all been tricked. Join the movement today and make it known that they have been deceived. Make it known that this has all just been a cover-up. The things these Australian, quote-unquote, says to be doing, all these swear words and actions based on alcoholism, MDMA, and bad decisions are all ways to distract you from the ugly truth that is one of the greatest genocides in history. 162,000 people was said to have been transported to this imaginary land during a mere 80 years, and they all are long dead by now. They never reached that promised land. Tell the truth. Stand up for what is right. Make sure to spread the word. Spread the... Make sure to spread the world. See, I didn't write this. Australia is not real. It is a code word for the cold-blooded murder of more than 100,000 people. And it is not okay. We will not accept this. Stand up for the ones who died. Let it be known that Australia does not exist. 
That was from the Flat Earth Society webpage. Uh, I, I, I read this and I go, wow, I have friends in Australia. So I guess they're not real. They're really South Americans. Or I don't know, maybe there's some, just a couple of jackasses from Philly. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> folks, seriously, I don't buy into any of this. I, you know, not just this post. I don't, I don't, I don't buy into the theory that the earth is, that the earth is flat. <laughs> I am an amateur astronomy geek. Have you ever looked up in the sky? Have you ever seen the cycle of how the sky works at night? Moon phases? Have you studied any of this? Have you looked at a science book? Yes, a science book. There's so much valuable information in a science book. Have you tried taking a look at a science book? Have you looked at an astronomy book? Have you seen any of the Discovery Channel stuff about the Earth and the sky and the space and the solar system? What is this, all flat? Flat Earthers don't believe that we've been to the moon. Because flat earthers, I don't think, believe there is a moon. Uh, you know, the pictures. You know, the, the pictures that come from Australia. Apparently, the Sydney Opera House, one of the most famous pieces of architecture in the world, according to flat earthers, say it's actually in South America. And here's the other thing. Celebrities. There are celebrities that believe in the flat earth theory. <sighs> so, yeah, Australians are nothing more than computer-generated people. Pilots are in on it. We're actually living on a disc surrounded by a wall of ice. <laughs> 1969 moon landings. All fake. Moon landings are fake. Filmed in a studio. NASA has proved that the Earth is round using satellites, GPS, images from space. But flat earthers believe the space agency's lying. Theorists claim that satellite images and evidence pointing to a spherical Earth are part of a round earth conspiracy orchestrated by NASA and other government agencies. Proponents of that bizarre theory also claim the earth is stationary in space rather than orbiting the sun. A number of high profile celebrities make the shock revelation that they believe in the flat earth, the flat earth theory. And get this. Thousands of flat earth believers gathered in Birmingham last weekend for the United Kingdom's first ever flat earth conference. They're getting together as a group. The convention took place over three days. Nine speakers taking a stage to explain their theory as to why the earth is flat. One speaker even claimed that, it, that gravity doesn't exist. As I said earlier, they don't believe in gravity. 
They don't believe we've been to the moon. They, 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 they think that uh, the Elon Musk's uh, SpaceX is all CGI. And he hires thousands of actors uh, to, to be on camera, making it look like they're in the control room during these flights. So, uh, you know, what we're seeing when we see the rockets go up and they land back down upright, that's all CGI. According to Flat Earthers. I mean, it, it's ridiculous. Pouring water over a tennis ball or a soccer ball doesn't prove anything. At all. The Earth is not disc-shaped. Another thing that they're, they're saying: if if the Earth is if the Earth is round, then why are the soles of our shoes not arched? Why are they flat? So, because shoes have a flat sole on them, that supposedly proves once again that the Earth is flat. It's one of the ads I saw on their Facebook page. One of their one of their uh, explanations. So, I mean, it, it, it's it's just crazy. The pictures they come out with. I saw on their Facebook page the other day. They had a picture of. Um, uh, let me try to put this in perspective. Let's say I'm taking, I'm standing here, and I'm taking a picture of you in front of me. Okay, so that's the angle. I'm not sure how you want to call it, but that's the angle. So this picture is is somebody taking a picture of the edge of the flat Earth. So there's the ocean, and it's, and it looks like a waterfall. You know, so. It, 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 they took a picture of a boat right at the edge getting ready to fall off the earth. And from that perspective of the picture, which obviously is photoshopped to make the water look like it's spilling over like an edge, I have to ask, how in the hell did you take that picture? Because from your perspective of where you're standing to take that picture, you're not even on the earth. You're not even on your earth. Plus, if you're showing me a picture of the edge of the earth, which is water spilling off, where's the ice cap that protects the whole earth, according to your most recent map of the globe? I'm sorry, not globe, the most recent picture of your earth, which is surrounded by ice. Because somebody in your society was apparently floating in midair and took that picture, and there's no ice there's no ice there at that part of the earth. Very strange, very strange indeed. I just want to point that out. I mean, seriously, I here's my challenge to the flat earth society people. Why don't you get a compass, okay, and start walking? And prove your theory. You have no scientific data to back up your theory. I mean, listen, folks. I I get conspiracy theory. I get conspiracy theorists. I actually do. Sometimes on some some 
uh, conspiracies, I go, you know, I get that. I could get that. But not this one. This is just ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And it, it I, it's not even something I, I, I you know, uh, I would entertain seriously. Because believe me, I'm not being serious in any part of the segment. Okay? But I wouldn't even entertain this seriously. Maybe possibly a smidge if you get some scientific proof. And that is why the most serious part of my conversation in this segment is this. The Flat Earth Theory and the Flat Earthers and the Flat Earth Society are my Wombat of the Week. If you didn't see that coming, there it is. They're the Wombat of the Week. I mean, how friggin' stupid can this all be? And I encourage you, if, if nothing more than a laugh, go out and explore their websites and their Facebook. I mean, it's insane. I, 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 I just don't get it. I don't get it. This is what I get. I get that uh, uh, it, it's laughable to me at, at best. It's laughable. And, uh, you know, I can almost buy into the conspiracy theory that we didn't go to the moon. But, again... You know, pictures. Oh, that's right. That's right. Pictures taken from the moon it proves that we 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 have a flat Earth because there's no stars. Where are the other nine planets? I mean, it, it's just ridiculous, folks. It's ridiculous. I'm running out of time for this ridiculousness. I'm really glad my voice held out, and I'm really glad you guys held out. Uh, I hope you found it to be entertainment, entertaining, entertaining, entertainment. Was it entertaining, entertainment? I hope it was. Uh, please like me on Facebook at JM Talk. Please uh, share this with your friends. Let them know uh, about the shows and where they can come and listen to them on demand. You can also download them at Spreaker. So if you go to joelmahalik.com, you can follow the Spreaker information to get to the Spreaker page, and then you can download these things, put them on disc or flash drive or your favorite MP3 player, listen to them on the road, give them to your frenemies. Give them to your frenemies, I'm telling you. Uh, it may give you some props with them. Uh, I want to thank everybody for listening tonight. I appreciate it. I want to send out one more time, happy Mother's Day to all you mothers out there. Thank you for what you do. You are the true generals of the family unit. And you are appreciated and you are loved. And I am so thankful for my mother. God rest her soul. She's not here. I miss you every day. Uh, my wife is an amazing uh, mother, she is the president of our corporation here in the household. Um, so thank you to every one of you out there. I'm Joel Mahalik. I gotta get out of here, but I will catch you guys next week. Thanks for listening. <laughs>